you know, there's this huge number of people over 60 with a lot of, generally, a lot of time, a lot of resources. And a lot of us have been, uh, came of age when, uh, during a time of great social uprising uh, during the 60s and uh, 70s and 80s. And what we're wanting to do is help folks remember that time and bring it, bring that activism into our 60s and 70s and 80s and 90s. Welcome to Zestful Aging, where I speak with influencers from all over the world who are contributing to the common good in all kinds of interesting ways. Contributing to the common good in even the smallest of ways is one of the scientifically proven ways we can age with vitality and deep contentment. I'm your host, Nicole Christina, psychotherapist and fellow Zestful Ager. My goal is to share optimism about aging and introduce you to guests who will inspire you to live with zest. And to find out more about the podcast, my web courses, and my book, not just chatting, how to become a master podcast interviewer, hop on over to zestfulaging.com. And while you're there, sign up for my weekly email newsletter, The Insider, where you will get behind the scenes looks at upcoming episodes and other fun tidbits. And if you love the podcast, I'd be grateful if you shared it with your friends. Our music is courtesy of Judy Banker. Find out more at judybanker.com. And our technical director is Stephen Litweiler. Well, many of us are aware that uh, the over 60 demographic is the fastest growing demographic here in the U.S. and all over the world, and we have tremendous power and influence. My guests today organize people over the age of 60 to work on climate and racial justice. Their work, The Third Act, is about mustering political and economic power to move Washington and Wall Street towards a fairer, more sustainable society and planet. And I'm very honored to be able to speak with Bill McKibben and Akaya Winwood today. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. What a pleasure. What a pleasure to be able to join you. Thanks so much. Um, I would just like to start with, for those of us who don't know what the third act is about, could you describe it a little bit more and talk about some of your initiatives? Why don't you take it, Akaya, and I'll, okay. I'll chime in. So, um, you know, there's this huge number of people over 60 with a lot of, generally, a lot of time, a lot of resources. And mo- a lot of us have been, uh, came of age when, uh, during a time of great social up- uprising uh, during the 60s and uh, 70s and 80s. Um, and what we're wanting to do is um, help folks remember that time and bring it, bring that activism into our 60s and 70s and 80s and 90s. Um, if you will recall, there was, you know, that was when the Civil Rights, the uh, Voter Rights Act um, of 1965 happened, um, the war against the the struggle against the Vietnamese War. Um, this is when women's rights were um, the women's liberation movement was in in full swing, gay and lesbian, all of it. Whether or not one engaged in that um, political activity, it influenced 
how we saw how we saw ourselves in the world. So, mm-hmm. And now uh, we're asking our generations to once again step into this arena um, and to focus on climate and social justice, racial justice, uh, and all all of that entails. So the third mm-hmm. act is is about that. We want to mm-hmm. uh, invite folks back into the. I say, we'll call it a a joyful struggle. Mm. And let's make uh, a world that allows for our great-grandchildren to thrive. Mm -hmm. So I'll Mm. leave that uh, to Bill from here. Well, Akaya is exactly right, Nicole. Um, You know, this is a really interesting generation. As she says, our, our, our first act was really interesting. And, and we either participated in or at least bore witness to remarkable cultural, political, social transformation. Um, I think some of us may have thought that we'd almost won some of those battles, you know. The air started getting cleaner and you could swim in uh, lakes and rivers again after the first Earth Day. Uh, and maybe we, well, maybe our second act as a generation was a little more focused on consumerism than it was on citizenship. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we emerge in our third act with, as Akaya says, lots of skills, lots of resources, lots of grandkids, and lots of problems. I mean, mm-hmm. no kidding. We're on the edge of being the first generations that leave the world a way worse place than we found it. Mm-hmm. And that's not what anybody wants, you know. Um, we're starting to think about legacy, the way that the way that young people are thinking about what their lifetimes are going to be like. And that's why people like Greta Thunberg are out in the lead talking about climate change all the time. Those of us of a certain age are, are starting to think, what our legacy is going to be. And and right now, it's not what we want it to be. So we need to organize to make it change. And and people have begun to do that. The the response has been remarkable. Um, mm. um, I wanted to ask you about that, both of you, because as a psychotherapist, what I'm seeing, uh, you won't be surprised to hear this at all, or people, you know, and the word languishing has been tossed around a bit, feeling basically burnt out, apathetic, uh, joyless. (laughs) And um, I'm wondering if that's a challenge in some of your organizing. Well, it is a challenge, although uh, Akaya, who's just written a remarkable book called Leading with Joy, well, she can talk about that part. Let me just say, I think one of the things that people need is a sense of agency. Mm-hmm. How do I actually make a difference? Mm. And and for older people, that comes in two forms, I think. One, we remain a politically potent and important block. Uh, uh, the, you know, as you know, we vote in extraordinary numbers. So we're either going to be an obstacle to change or a way to make change happen. Mm-hmm. We also ended up fairly or not, with most of the money in this mm-hmm. country. About 70% of the financial assets are in the hands of baby boomers or the silent generation. So uh, one of our first big campaigns at First Act is uh, uh, getting people to pledge that they'll take their money out of and cut up their credit cards from the four big banks, 
uh, in America, City, Chase, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, unless by year's end they've stopped lending money to the fossil fuel industry. Mm-hmm. And people are saying, you know what? I did not save my whole life just to have that money used to wreck the world my kids have got to live on. So people Will you are repeat finding that? The City, Chase, Wells Fargo, and... Bank of America. The four, Bank of America. The four biggest banks in the country mm-hmm. are also the four biggest lenders to the fossil fuel industry. Nicole, and other uh, ethical concerns. That's right. They're but, not known... Bank of America is not known for their fair lending practices either. And, and that's right. The The... Since the Paris Climate Accords were signed, those four banks have lent the fossil fuel industry a trillion dollars. Mm-hmm. We, mm-hmm. we can't go on like that. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we, you know, we have to change fast, and and we can really help spur this change because of that uh, uh, power of the of the purse. But Akaya really should talk a little bit about that because you use those words around joy and around languishing. And this is really her greatest expertise in her years as a kind of uh, a leadership um, guru. Uh, I think that's the... I was going to say queen. I don't know about that. I think that's the... I think joy may be the word she's used the most, yeah. The other part uh, that um, sort of piggybacks onto what what you're saying, I think, is that the science really uh, reinforces this idea of healthy aging is about finding purpose. Healthy aging, you know, if we have purpose, if we feel agency, if we're doing, if we're leaving a legacy, that helps us feel better about our aging years. So what a great combination this could be. And this is. Well, that that certainly is our intention. You know, I'm not, I'm seeing people who are, I'm seeing people that are tired. And I don't know that it's so much languishing, but a lack of common purpose. Mm -hmm. So what we're trying to do is to say there is a common purpose here. And Mm -hmm. we have a contribution to make to it, which is the, um, sustaining of this amazing planet that we happen to all be part of. Um, and when I, I actually have been kind of shocked at how much interest there has been in this project, which, you know, is still in its very nascent um, months, even that that's just been this outpouring of support and interest mm. and um, thousands of people are showing up for it in ways that, and they're saying, how can we help? Mm-hmm. How what can we do? And mm-hmm. please give us give us some some <laughs> ideas. Us a job. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's um, anything but languishing. And I see you're seeing people with a hunger. Absolutely, that must absolutely. be so, so gratifying because this is a you know how can we say this is a major undertaking, right? Saving the world, essentially. Um, that must be very heartening for both of you to see that people, even through COVID, even through exhaustion with politics, exhaustion with, you know, fill in the blank, are coming to you saying, I want to work. Well, I think in part it's happening because of those things as well, right? So if I if we've been in a pandemic for two years now and people are feeling like wait a minute, there's a wake-up call here mm. and it's uh, yeah i'm tired yes i have may feel like there's nothing 
uh, going to change. But we're saying actually things will change and they'll change because you'll change and you'll be, we can all be a part of it. Mm-hmm. One of the um, things I love best about third act is not just what we'll do, it's how we're doing it. So we're inviting folks to bring their best selves to this, to actually let's be kind, let's be enthusiastic, let's um, bring our full hearts to the work. So it isn't just a theoretical, strategic uh, movement, although there's, there's plenty of space for that. This is also a movement of our collective heart. And mm-hmm. people are, are eager for that. Is there a spiritual aspect to this, Akaya? I will say that there's a spiritual aspect of this for me. Mm-hmm. I, I don't assume that for um, anyone else, although my guess, Nicole, is that um, there's a, this is deeply spiritual work for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. People are so starving to feel like they matter and they can affect change. Yes. And, and, that, they, and, and that they belong. Mm, yes. There's yes. a belonging piece that is, is crucial here. Yep. And we are mammals. And that's, that's, that's we need to belong to our, our people, our, you know, our group. Otherwise, you know, I talk about this a lot in psychotherapy and other, you know, uh, places that it's not just inconvenient not to belong. It's deadly. One of the um, one of the things that makes political participation difficult at the moment is that we live in a really angry uh, age too. When if you're on some place like Twitter or you're engaged in you know the uh, political conversations, um, people are, are are behave in ways that that seem foreign to many of us. I think. And so without being, without losing at all our kind of fierce commitment to change, uh, we've been really trying to, to figure out how you can go about doing this in a slightly different spirit. Um, uh, we're happy to engage, say, in civil disobedience. I've been arrested a number of times, but, but the emphasis on civil as much as disobedience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How are you finding your college students at Middlebury in terms of their enthusiasm for this kind of work? Well, this is so, so interesting, Nicole. Um, you know, there's this been this skepticism about uh, older people among younger people, a lot of the OK Boomer kind of stuff. And, yes. And for, for decent reasons, you know, um, um, we, we haven't uh, done all that we should over these last decades to build the kind of society that nurtures young people. These are kids who have to pay, you know, huge amounts of college debt in ways that we never did, mm-hmm. uh, for instance, or, or on and on and on. So there's a certain amount of skepticism about that. But I think, and I, I bet Akaya has seen this too, that even more, there's a real hunger to have older people uh, pitching in and 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 working side by side that collaboration is a big part of what we're talking about here so for instance mm-hmm. um you know in the autumn uh, a bunch of young uh climate leaders around the country called for demonstrations outside these banks 
and, and they asked us to come join them. And it was such a pleasure to be out in the street across generations. Now, you know, there was a certain amount of, you know, a uh, certain amount of dark humor. Somebody came to the one in Boston with a big banner that said, fossils against fossil fuels. Okay, so, <laughs> you know, you got to be able to smile at yourself a little bit. But, yes. Um, but that's uh, but but that intergenerational work is really something, and and I, I I I think that there's a hunger for people to have elders acting like elders instead of uh, well, you know my least favorite bumper sticker of all time is that one you sometimes see on people's RVs as they're driving around Arizona or someplace, and it says, I'm spending my kid's inheritance. Mm -hmm. um, that's the most, I mean, <laughs> disgusting and sad comment that's almost possible to make. And But I think that's how kids have internalized what mm -hmm. too much of our generation is doing. We've and used up all the good stuff. Now here are all the problems. They're so grateful to see people... Uh, wanting to engage. I, I know that uh, Akaya works constantly with young leaders, and I think she probably has some of the same responses from people. I actually do. Um, they're wanting us to step, you know, we, our generations have been used to being in front of things, right? We're the leaders. We're the ones who determine where things, what's going to happen and how it's going to happen. And it's time for us to step out from being in front and step into a su more supportive role with these young folks because they're leading in place in ways that, that are amazing and we, we they're doing it very differently. At the same time, they're also asking us to step with them, that um, they don't want to do this by themselves, and, and nor should they. I mean, in some ways, it would be a real... Uh, relegation of our responsibility as elders to just say, okay, well, well we, we blew it all. Go ahead and, mm -hmm. and fix it, right? Yeah. So, but we need to be in a different relationship to it, to, to the work, right? So <laughs> Bill and I were talking recently about, oh, all of a sudden we are, because, because we took on the third act work, we're being older people in ways that we hadn't thought of, about it or being perceived as older people because our work has historically, both our work have, has been, you know, in fostering the leadership of younger people. So I'm having to, and many of us are having to reorganize my idea of myself as mm. elder. Your identity. Right. And as an elder, I, I have a different role to play. And I think that our generation's work now is to actually figure out how to be good elders and eventually mm -hmm. ancestors. Mm -hmm. Now, there are tons of cultures um, who know a lot about this. And, and I think that that's one of the, um, the reasons this, this, this work is important internationally, because in the U.S., dominant culture where youth is the only thing or the, the, the biggest thing, a um, lot of us who are in our 60s and older haven't learned how to be elders. Mm, I saw you have Robin Kimmerer on your board, and I imagine she has some things to say about how to be a good elder. She does. And, um, you know, we've got an, an interesting fascinating board of advisors who can bring a lot of different perspectives to the work. Um, so 
this what? this new role of eldering well is um, this is a good place to practice. What's it been like for you, Akai, to 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 adopt that identity as an elder? What how does that What's that experience been like? I mean, as a woman, I think you know not every not not every woman over fifty is saying, "Oh, yay! I get to be an elder." Well, let's be clear. I am an elder only because people younger than I have have called me that. It's not something one gets to just go like to Target and become an elder, right? <laughs> you can't you can't buy it. You can't just put on your old person outfit and say, now I'm an elder. Mm -hmm. It's actually an honor that, that uh, the younger ones offer us when we get to a certain, I'll call oh, it wis see. wisdom. Uh, not as you earn age. it. You do. And um, so, yeah, it, it isn't a something I'm going to put on my CV. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, are there any, la I know that you need to leave in about five minutes, and I just wanted to give you an opportunity to uh, talk to our audience about, if this is the first time they're hearing uh, about Third Act, what are the basic first simple steps that we can all do to move uh, towards uh fairness and uh, a sustainable society and planet? Well, so it, happily, um, we have tools now that make it much easier for everybody to get engaged. The, you know, the pandemic was, there has to be a silver lining to every cloud. And one of the silver linings here is that all of us to a person now know how to use Zoom. And, <laughs> and so we've been having these uh, monthly uh, all in national calls. Um, Bill Moyers was uh, a guest on the last one. Um, Jamie Raskin, the uh, author who's um, uh, led the impeachment prosecutions, uh, uh, the senator, the congressman from Maryland, will be the guest on the next one. Oh, uh, wow. And if you go to thirdact.org, uh, mm -hmm. uh, you can sign up for these. But you can also, what we need you to sign up for are A, this pledge to take on the banks. And B, uh, we're assembling what we're going to call a democracy force of people who are willing to volunteer to try and make the phone calls, send the emails, write the letters that will help defang some of these efforts at voter suppression and things. Uh, there are particular places in the country where no matter where you live, you can call into and help with the work that's necessary to keep our democracy on track. So these two projects around stabilizing the climate and stabilizing the democracy preoccupy us. But what we want is people coming from every perspective. So at Third Act, we're setting up a bunch of working groups that take advantage of whatever it was that people have spent their lives doing. So there's a group that's formed with uh, people who are clergy people, uh, uh, business people, so mm -hmm. on and so forth, because particular sources of expertise and particular mm -hmm. sources of credibility are, are really, really helpful. But there's room for everyone, and, and we can put you to work. I think people often think, I just don't have a way in. I don't know how. Yeah, I can it's too big. It's too big change. for me. That's right. Mm -hmm. and, and truly, you know, that's a reasonable insight. As individuals, it's very hard to affect 
these largest of questions. So the job for individuals is to be a little less individual. It's to join together with mm -hmm. others in movements large enough to make significant shifts possible. And that's what third act is for those of us. Uh, uh, well, we've been calling ourselves experienced Americans. Mm -hmm. um, so there you are. You know what it, it, it strikes me too as, you know, from where I practice, it's a real antidote to a culture of narcissism. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you, you said something earlier, Nicole, about we are, we are mammals. We are. We're herd animals, right? Mm -hmm. We need each other. And no one person is, um, everyone is necessary and everyone is insufficient in and of themselves. So it requires all of us. If we're really going to shift things, it's going to require enough of us. Let's let's just say that a critical mm -hmm. mass, right? Uh, but an individual act, in, in a lot of individual acts, creates a, a wholeness that I will say creates a potential for something amazing to happen in the next thirty years. And that's and I, that's what we're betting on. And I hear your passion and your just deep, deep commitment. This isn't just an initiative for, for both of you. It sounds like you, you've devoted yourself to this. What, to me, there's nothing more important. Mm. There just isn't anything more important than creating the conditions for life on this planet. Mm -hmm. I just don't know anything else yeah. I, would, I could imagine doing other than this. Nothing more important. And for you, Bill? Well, this is, you know, this is, it's, it's not just a, um, it's not just an obligation. It's a tremendous opportunity. Um, you know, we have the opportunity to get to work side by side with young people to make change of the kind that needs making. And we have the capacity to do it. People who've reached this stage in life have lots of skills, lots of connections, mm -hmm. lots of resources. And and finally, we have some of us some time, you know. And, mm -hmm. and so those things together should enable us to be a dangerous bunch of people who can get a lot of stuff done. And that's the hope. Well, and, 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 and there's we, another piece here. It's really fun. Amen. Right? Amen. This has Amen. been so much fun. Um, oh, my and that's, goodness. Again, part of the how. Amen. Bill McKibben and Akaya Winwood, thank you so much from the third act. You can find out more at thirdact.org. Getting involved in the joyful struggle. Thank you so much, both of you, for your time and your your work and your passion. And I'm so excited to share this. Thank you. It's been a great conversation. Thank, Thank you. Bye bye. bye. Thank you so much for joining us on Zestful Aging. If you like the podcast, please share it with some of your friends. If you think decluttering could help you feel better and you could use a little assistance with that, check out the online course I've developed with professional organizer and designer, Carrie Luteran. It's called Too Much Stuff. 
And too much stuff is different from other courses or articles or guidance you may have used. Uh, we give you clear steps to deal with the clutter and the tools to help you face the overwhelming feelings and the emotions that come up when we're going through our clutter. And a lot of those emotions are just feeling anxious or guilty or just basically flooded with a lot of different confusing feelings. The course is really practical. It's realistic. The lessons are short and punchy, and they're really manageable. We're not trying to set you up for some long, exploratory, you know, super in-depth, burdensome experience. We want something really helpful for you right now. We all need help with our anxiety. So, Being surrounded by more calm and less chaos can really help. So now's a good time to clear out the clutter so we can focus on what's really important in our lives. So find out more at zestfulaging.com. You'll see more about this under the web courses tab. If you have any questions, just shoot me an email at zestfulaging at gmail.com. Thanks so much. And stay tuned next week for another interview with a fascinating and inspiring guest.